Because if, if you're not disobedient, you don't need the mercy. That's right. That's right. And obviously, well, we couldn't follow the law anyway. Right. Welcome back to our channel, Christ Be Known. All right. We're going to pick up here as we've been going through Romans chapter 11. This is part three. We're going to wrap it up, verses 25 through 36. And so far, uh, if you haven't seen parts one and two, they will be linked down below so that you can go back and, and watch them as well. We learned that the Israelites rejecting God opened the door for us to have salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, God did it trying to provoke jealousy. And Paul uses a great tree analogy to describe that of you know branches being broke off. We were our branches, us were grafted in, and that he's still hoping to get his people back, to regraft Israel back in, They're, or the ones that reject it, not all of Israel. Right. That's kind of where we're at so far with this chapter. Um, so let's pick it up here and see what Paul writes for the rest of it, starting in verse 25. And he's still talking to the Gentiles. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him? For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Paul just gets right to the point here. He starts off, you know, I don't, I don't want y'all to be ignorant of this. He's, he's telling them this so they're not ignorant in it because he doesn't want them to try to be wise in their own opinion. Doesn't want them to try to be like, well, this is why this happened, you mm -hmm. know, or whatever. Doesn't, you know, now they know. For one, that helps keep them humble, keeps them from boasting, you mm -hmm. know, um, but they know what's going on with it. This part of it, that the blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. I did not know really until doing this study that all of Israel will be saved because not all of the Gentiles will be saved. But then again, we're not his chosen people. Right. 
until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. There is a time limit. I don't know what the time limit is. Luke 21, 24. This is Jesus speaking. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So it does talk about the Gentiles being fulfilled, but to me, he's talking about a whole different deal because that's when they were being in captivity. But because I, I like the reference of eleven twelve, to me, that explains the fullness of the Gentiles. This is interesting. So mine also references John ten sixteen and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. But just, I mean, bringing us into the fold with Israel. Let's go to the BLB app here. Play Roma, that which has been filled. So it, it does sound like that there is a period, you know, to when the Gentiles, the time of the Gentiles is complete. That is very interesting. What are your thoughts on the, what is the fullness of the Gentiles? Yeah, because I mean, it almost sounds like there's a time frame, you know. And there may be, you know, well, that, I'm, that that could be what brings Jesus back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure God has the time yeah. frame on Yeah. He doesn't want the Gentiles leaning on their own understanding. Sounds like a setup. Hmm. Is that a setup? Hmm. I don't know. So verse 28 threw me for a little bit of a loop. I had to read it a few times and I had to go look some stuff up. 28, you know, concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. I was like, okay, hold on. I got to unpack that for a second. You know, I was like, what exactly are you trying to tell me here? And so I, I went to my, my study New King James Bible that I have, and it was talking about that their enemies that they've turned from God and rejected Jesus mm-hmm. as the Messiah, but they're the beloved because of their father. So it's like they're, they're the, you know, because he's still talking to the Gentiles. And so there are enemies because while we have faith and we're believing the gospel and, you know, they're not. Yep. They're opposing it, which is, you know, that's how they become the enemies then at that point. That, you know, it's for the, because concerning the gospel, they're the enemies. It just, I had, I had to go to multiple places to wrap my head around that. And then 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Um, in which case he's talking about the Israelites. Yep. Um, and that, you know, the things that he's given them, predestined them that have happened, you know, throughout the entire time. So, you know, it's, they're irrevocable. They're still going to happen. What he says is going to happen is going to happen. Yep. Um, but I just liken it, you know, to it's Roscoe agrees. Roscoe does agree. Um, you know, that the gifts and callings that he gives all of us, the Gentiles even are irrevocable. Yes. Um, and then mine has a footnote for irrevocable, and it references Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? So basically just confirming. I mean, there's really two, there's bold statements there that yep. he's not a man nor the son of man. So he's not going to lie, and he doesn't have to repent because he's not going to lie. That's right. Um, and since he doesn't have to repent, he's not going to lie. What he says is going to happen, what he says he's going to do gonna is going to happen and he's going to do. That's, that's true. Just confirming, you know, the irrevocableness in 29. Well, and the gifts. Salvation's a gift. Oh, absolutely. It's not irrevocable. Right. He didn't say, okay, you can have it. 
You know what? No, never mind. Yeah, never mind. It expires after five years? Never mind. I'm taking it back. Y'all don't get it. But yeah, I mean, it's just, they're the election. And they're beloved because of the sake of their fathers. Who That's who God gave the promises to. Mm-hmm. Because they're enemies to the gospel that allowed us. And yeah. you know that's just kind of what he reiterates it here in verse 30. You were once disobedient to God, talking to the Gentiles. Yet you have now obtained mercy because of their Israelites' disobedience, Mm -hmm. Israel's disobedience. Now, even so, Israel being disobedient, they may obtain mercy because of the mercy that's been shown to the Gentiles. It's interesting that he's using the Jews' disobedience to give the Gentiles mercy for their disobedience in hopes that the Jews will see it Yep. And repent of their disobedience. Yeah. It's like, a, it's just like coming full circle. And I, you know, I don't, part of me is starting to get the grasp that it's, you know, it's almost like the, you know, Israel was thinking that, that it was only for them. Like this wasn't for anyone else. And I don't know if that led to, you know, cockiness or arrogance or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it led to some of that. Uh, you know, obviously these people are, you know, rejecting the gospel. So I don't know that that's cockiness or arrogance, but, right. um, because, you know, a note that I have here in the side of mine is that God's using the Gentiles to show Israel that faith and mercy are for all who have sinned. And so, it, you know, which we've just hammered on a bunch in the last few minutes here, but it's using the Gentiles to, you know, to show them. That's why I thought that maybe they were cocky and arrogant that, hey, this is only, you know, this is just for us. I'm an Israelite, da 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 But he's showing them, hey, this is for everyone, and so now I'm going to... I'm going to let them have it. But you are my elect. And so if I'm giving it to them, how much more do I want you to have it? Right. You're the ones I chose. Verse 32. For God has committed them all to disobedience that he might have mercy on them all. Okay, I understand. I mean, he's basically made us all disobedient Mm -hmm. so he can have mercy on us. Okay. But in this translation, it uses the word committed the King James Version, it just says, For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. So mine has a footnote for the word committed. Okay. And it says, Shut them all up in. Yes, yes. So he shut us all up in it. I don't know, to, to, the way it makes sense in my mind, that would have been used a different phrase or word than that. But yes, that, that's exactly right because the that's what the translation says. To shut up on all sides, shut up completely, shut up together. Mm-hmm. So I mean, basically, and it's what we've just talked about. I mean, we, you know, we just did the full circle. The Jews were disobedient. The Gentiles were disobedient. Yep. He used, you know, disobedience to show. I mean, it's everybody was disobedience, which he committed us all to, so that yep. he could have mercy on everyone. Yep. Because if if you're not disobedient, you don't need the mercy. That's right. That's right. And obviously, we all were because we couldn't follow the law anyway. Right. And then he just he just is describing God and his goodness. I mean, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways, past finding out. It's just glory. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Um, no one. Yeah, or who has become his counselor? Yeah. Who, who is, hey, God, come here. Let me, yeah. let, 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 let me help you with this situation, okay? I, I, I know you created everything. Yeah. Let me no, let me walk no. you through how this is yeah, going to work. Yeah, no, there, there, there's no one. And yet, there's a lot of times we all try to be. 
And who, who's given to him first mm-hmm. that he should repay? He doesn't owe nobody nothing. Yep. And 36, this is what I was talking about in the previous videos, that the ending is my favorite. I mean, this is mm-hmm. my favorite verse of this entire chapter. Yep. For, for of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. That's right. It's all his. Everything is his. Mm-hmm. He created everything. He has a plan. He knows what he's doing. But I really would love to hear your all's thoughts on this. Uh, this this whole mm-hmm. the whole whole chapter of eleven. If you watch the videos, but you know here on this part three. I mean, I I feel like we had a really good discussion here in part three, but I feel like there's so much more in this section. Yeah. That yeah. We, you know that it's going to speak to you all that it didn't speak yeah. to us. Yeah. There, there's got to be stuff that we missed that we, you know we didn't. I mean, I don't know the stuff that, you know, that we met. I just think that, you know, yeah. they spoke, you know, Holy Spirit spoke something to somebody else yeah. that I I just want to hear it. I want to know what it, what the Holy Spirit spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't be the first time. There's oh, a lot, a lot goodness, of no. You get notes that I don't get. Mm-hmm. I get stuff you don't get. I mean, that's, yep. that's why group discussions are good. Yeah. Drop us some comments. Yeah. And we invite you, uh, as next week, we'll be starting Romans chapter 12. And I still feel like, and I, I, I've never connected them in any way because I've never studied the Bible this deep. But I, I'm really going into reading chapter 12 to see if 11 was setting was it up. Was building up to it. Was setting it up, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what the whole time going through 11, I kept thinking, okay, there's some good stuff here. Wow, this is really good stuff. I enjoy this. You know, I'm learning stuff. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it was leading up to something. And I know chapter 12 is powerful. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, We look forward to having a conversation with you in the comments. If you like the video, give us a thumbs up. If you want to subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can keep up and you get notified. We invite you to do that as well. Share the video so other people can see it. Absolutely. Spread the word. Spread the news. That's right. Uh, As a reminder to ourselves, let our focus be that throughout this life, We live and die in a way that when we are thought of, it's Christ that is remembered. Christ be known. That's right. See you all next time.